Can you really buy real estate with no money? We're going to get into that question this week on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. This is Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and in this episode, we're going to talk about buying real estate with no money. I know, everybody has heard all the stories. You've heard the real estate gurus. You've heard the people teaching and selling courses. You don't need money. You don't need credit. You don't need a job. You don't need to be human, whatever they say, to buy real estate. Well... Let's talk about that. Let's figure that out. So can you buy real estate with no money? Well, maybe you're asking the wrong question. Maybe the question should be, should you buy real estate with no money? We'll get into that in just a second. Right now, let's talk about can you. So the answer is yes and no. Uh, let's uh, get into that and see why I can't give you a definite answer, uh, and I'm not being wishy-washy or anything. That's just the the truth. If we're talking about commercial real estate, now the truth is in residential real estate, it's a little easier to buy real estate without money. Uh, it's uh, it can be a lot easier actually. But since the show is about commercial real estate, that's what we're going to talk about: commercial real estate. Uh, so how do you do it without money? Or can you do it without money? Of course, there are deals out there that come up now and then where you can buy a property without any cash out of your pocket for the purchase price. And that's where we have to make the distinction between the purchase price and the actual cost of a purchase because that's two different things. You know, the price of the property Say somebody wants to sell a property for a nice round number, $100,000. Good luck finding one for that, by the way, but uh, they're out there. But it's just an example. Uh, easy math. So you find this property for $100,000. Uh, these people, for whatever reason, really want to sell it. They could be, uh, well, that could be I like to, what I like to call don't wonders. They maybe, maybe they inherited it and they don't know what to do with it, don't know how to manage it. Maybe they're getting too old to keep it up. Maybe they live in another state and it's too much trouble for it, whatever the reason. They want to get rid of it. Now, how would you buy it with no money? Well, the uh, most obvious way is... Uh, owner financing or seller financing. Those two terms are kind of interchangeable. Uh, so that's the most common way. Either they're going to be able to finance all of it for you, or maybe they're willing to finance half of it or 30% of it. Either way, uh, whatever they will not finance, 
there's a good chance you can go to a lender, to a traditional lender, and finance the rest of it. Now, the traditional lender is going to want the first lien. First lien means if you default, they get first shot at repossessing the property. Whoever has the second lien, which would be the seller, they have to take what's left, which is probably nothing. So uh, that's what has to happen there. They either have to seller finance the entire property or the down payment, basically, so that you have no cash out of your pocket into the deal. Now, some sellers are willing to do that. And the reason they're willing is because if they sell the property, they get no more income off of it. If they own or finance it, they no longer have the headaches of owning it, but they still get some income off the property. And later on, if they need the cash, they can always sell that note to to, uh, note investors. So that's one way. So it is possible. You can buy a property with no money as far as the purchase price goes. Now, you could also do something called a master lease where if uh, somebody wants to sell a property, you uh, offer them uh, offer them the chance to get their full asking price, just not right now. And what you do is you do a master lease where you, you lease the property from them gives you more rights to the property than a traditional lease, but you're not the owner yet. And they retain ownership of it. You have an option to purchase for that asking price at some specified date in the future. So if you, um, so let's say it's a 10 unit apartment. Let's say you have a 10 unit apartment building you want to buy and it's a million dollars. Now, Maybe the property is only half occupied. So you have five empty units. And you decide, yeah, it may be worth a million, but not now, not with only half the, the units occupied. So you propose to the seller, you want to do a, uh, a master lease. You'll lease that property from him, and uh, you'll, you'll have a purchase option, say, in four years or five years, whatever you want to put it at, for the full asking price. Now, in the meantime, you have control of the property. You don't own it, but you have a little more control than just a tenant would have who's leasing because you have a master lease. You have the rights to make improvements and increase the rents and any uh, profit after you pay your rent is yours to keep. So over this uh, four or five year period, you make some improvements on the property. You uh, uh, get new tenants in. You raise the rents. Suddenly the property has uh, 100% occupancy. Uh, The rents are higher than what the other guy was charging. And now your property appraises for, say, $1.5 million dollars. Well, you want to exercise your option. So what do you pay the guy? Well, then you pay him $1 million, his asking price. Now, you can go get financing for that pretty easily because you're only uh, you're, you're going to finance the million dollars, not the $1.5. You're going to finance the, the million dollars and 
you're getting into that property without spending any money except for the, whatever improvements you made on the property over over that time that you owned it. Now you've profited in equity five hundred thousand uh, dollars, and from that day forward, you actually own the property without putting cash into it out of your pocket except for the improvements. So that's another way. And there there are always creative ways that you can come up with to buy a property with no money. Here's the catch. When you buy a commercial property, here's the difference between a residential property and a commercial property. The costs involved, closing costs, uh, due diligence costs on a commercial property are different than a residential property. Because on a residential property, you're not going to have things like a commercial appraisal. Commercial appraisals are expensive. They're around three to $4,000 for a commercial appraisal. So there's some money out of your pocket. In commercial properties, in certain types of properties, in certain situations, you're going to need to do an environmental study. If you're buying an industrial property or even an apartment complex, or if you're buying raw land for development and you don't know what all has been done on that property, you're going to need to get an environmental study. It's a phase one environmental study, and they cost minimum $3,000. And depending on the size of the property and the uh, scope of What's been done on that property as far as uh, environmental issues, it could go higher. It could go as high as maybe uh, $5,000. So you're not going to get out of it as easy as they make out on infomercials at night when they say you can buy properties with no cash. There's always going to be some kind of cash outlay for something. Uh, so that's why I say, can you buy properties? Can you really buy real estate with no money? The answer is yes and no. You can get, you can get past the purchase price with no money, but you're going to have some backdoor costs. You're going to have some things on the back end that, uh, that you may not have thought about before that you're going to have to pay for. Somebody's got to pay for it. Chances are the seller's not. Uh, you might get the seller to pay for the survey. That was another one I didn't mention. They're very expensive on commercial properties, especially if it's a bigger uh, commercial property. And sometimes uh, lenders will specify this one certain kind of survey. It's called an Alta survey, and they are extremely expensive. Now, I once had a property. It was uh, five acres. had a couple of industrial buildings on it, and the buyer's lender insisted on an Alta survey and it was $5,000 instead of the normal 1500 or so that you would pay for a commercial uh, survey. So those kinds of costs can, can add up. They can surprise you. Now, the other question, should you buy a property with no money? So my thought on that is if you can get the deal and it makes sense, then yes. But it has to make sense. The numbers have to work. If you get over leveraged on a property, if you owe too much money on a property and it's not generating enough income, 
to service the debt, if you're in a negative cash flow situation, then you should not have bought that with no money. You want to have a low enough debt service, low enough mortgage payment that you're in positive cash flow. Even breaking even is breaking even is not good enough. You want positive cash flow either from the start or soon after. If you buy a property that's vacant, um, you know you can negotiate with the lender to get uh, delayed payments to get your payments started in six months to give you time to get the property redeveloped, get it stabilized, uh, maybe do some interest only payments. A lot of different things you can do there, but if it uh, if it's too risky and it looks like it might be a year or two before you get tenants in there, then it's probably not a good idea to do that. It's probably not a good idea to even buy the property at all if you're in that situation. Negative cash flow is probably uh, it's one of the worst things that can happen to a real estate investor, and you don't want to get in that situation. So... Yeah, these guys that that preach that you can buy real estate with no money down, yes, you can. And uh, I have done it. But when I did it, uh, the second note that was, uh, I got got the seller to finance the down payment and the bank to finance the rest of it. But I was able to pay that second note off in six months. And that was the plan from the beginning, beginning. It was... You you finance this uh, down payment for me for six months, and I'll pay you the down payment in six months in full, one payment. And that's what we did, and it worked, and I did it, and everything worked out great. Things like that are great to do. But don't expect every deal out there to be capable of supporting a no-money-down deal. It's just not going to happen, and most sellers are not going to be interested in selling their property in that way. Most of them are not. Most of them want some cash out of the deal. Uh, Now, as far as your lender goes, that's going to vary. Uh, The lender I used on the deal I did that I told you about was, uh, he didn't care. Uh, They said, well, as long as you have at least 30%, we're only financing uh, our loan-to-value ratio, which for that property was uh, 70% for a commercial property. Uh, they didn't care where the other 30% came from. They didn't care where that down payment came from. It could come from me, from cash, or it could come from the seller. It didn't, it didn't matter to them. That's not necessarily the case in residential properties, but uh, it was in this case. And... Uh, with residential properties, of course, you don't have to deal with the environmental studies. Uh, you don't have to do commercial appraisals. Uh, the stuff that's normally put on the buyer, um, that kind of stuff doesn't have to be done. You do have to do an appra- appraisal unless you're paying cash, and you have to get a survey unless you're paying cash. Uh, but they're a lot cheaper, and they're you know, they're much, much cheaper. And if you can get the, the seller to pay for the survey, then you're – pretty much set then. So really the no money deals you hear about are rarely, rarely ever actually a no money deal. 
Uh, now we can get in wholesaling. I'll probably do another episode on wholesaling. That's a completely different thing. You don't actually own properties when you wholesale. You control them. And uh, you're acting as a middleman between the seller and another buyer. That opens up a whole new uh, set of discussion for for uh, ethics and uh, legal issues and um it's a great way to raise some capital if you do it in an ethical, legal manner. But uh, that's like I said, that's another episode. So pretty much that's my answer to that question. Can you really buy real estate with no money? Yes and no. And I hope that, was, I hope that helped you. And if you know somebody looking at buying real estate, uh, thinking they're going to get uh, no money deals and just, you know, pass this episode on to them, share it with them, send the link to them for this, uh, for this episode. And for anyone else, you know, that's interested in real estate investing, it's something good to know. It's something to, uh, uh, when you're looking at uh, these long sales videos online, when you look at uh, infomercials that they actually still do some infomercials, um, and they're preaching that you can buy with no money. Just stop and think about that. And also, um, just remember, if you spend all your time chasing no money deals, you're going to miss out on a lot of good deals, a lot of deals that require some money that you'll wish you'd bought because, uh, uh, there's there's just not enough of those deals to just do nothing but no money deals. So that's it for this episode. We'll be back for another one in a few days. This is Real Estate Revenue. 